what's going on guys welcome back to pure evil mma i'm your host as always evil eddie and today we have a special guest from right here on the east coast we got leon davis with a record of 11 and 3 and man he's trying to get it in this year inside the mixed martial arts scene uh his last fight was for ces and man he hasn't even lost since 2015 i have a lot to discuss with him what's going on leon how's your night going man it's uh 10 30 how you doing my night's going good, just, uh, you know, heading into work and everything. Um, you know, it's a nice day. Nice day out there. Got some gardening done and everything. So, you know, just uh, getting it in. Whoa, 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 whoa. So let, let me stop you right there. Before we jump into everything, you, you have a house, an apartment. Like, I, I know there's a lot of guys out there that take a lot of pride in their gardens, their yard work. What do you got? You got a house? I got a house. You got a pool? Are you are you able to cool off by the pool? Or nah, I don't got no pool, man. I got a house. That's it. Uh, that's enough. I got a house with a big yard and a and sprinkler. A yeah, some sprinklers. You know, <laughs> if I need to go swimming, I'll just fill up my bathtub with cold water and sit in it. Yeah, I feel that. That's what a lot of fighters do. So let me ask you a couple of questions, Ben. Your last fight was in 2017. It's been kind of a rough road trying to get a fight, man. Is it frustrating? Are you anxious to get back in there? Uh, how are you feeling personally and physically to, uh, you know, are, are you anxious to uh, fight as a fighter? Like, how are you feeling? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, you know, uh, get back in there. I've been, you know, training with uh, some new teams and everything. You know, I fight out of Triforce MMA and uh, Team Link now, so it's been, you know, it's been a little bit adjustment, but everything's going good. You know, um, we've been, I, I have awesome coaches, you know, Pete Jeffrey, Dave Keith, you know, Greg Verbello, um, Michael Alvin, of course, and Jay Franklin. You know, I got, I got top-notch coaches that, you know, work with me and everything, and they all, they all believe in me 110%. You know, they all... You know, they all constantly tell me I should be in the UFC and they want to see me there. You know, my manager's working hard to get me in. You know, we're just trying to get fights and fights. You know, I had to take, obviously, a year and a half off for the police academy. But now that I'm back, you know, I won't put everyone on notice. You know, and I'm going back down to 155, so. Well, let me ask you a question about that because that's always something I've been interested in. Uh, my family is in the medical scene. I went to EMT school. Unfortunately, I never took the big test at the end. My mom's a nurse at Yale here in New Haven. My stepfather was a firefighter in New Haven. Is that something that you've always been interested in, like following that, that path? Yeah, I've always wanted to be a police officer. You know, it's a great career. And, you know, I, I, I always, for some reason, I've, I've always been the kind of person to help people. You know, all my teammates in the past have always, you know, helped 110%. You know, I coach, I obviously am a head coach of a wrestling team at Minichog Regional High School. So, you know, I'm trying to, I try to help kids not only get good at wrestling and develop skills to be champions, but I also, you know, I want them to succeed in life. I kind of point them in the right direction and, you know, hey, this worked for me, you know, to get into this college. You know, this is how I was choosing colleges. This is, you know, the go to, you know, I help my kid, my guys, you know, Hey, what do you want to do when you grow up? You know, when you what do you want to do when for a career when you're an adult? What do you want to do? Because you know, a lot of, a lot of the kids around here they'll pull for just sports, and then once you know, they either don't they don't know what they don't know what they're going to do as a as a job as a career. So I try to I try to help out 
you know, and I don't even just do it for my team. I do it for, you know, some of the Springfield Central guys. You know, I sit down and talk with a lot of kids. But especially with my wrestlers, I try to, you know, lead them in the right direction. I think that's a really important thing because, at least for uh, our generation, when we were in school, yeah, we learned about history. Yeah, we learned about this and that in science, but we never understood what we were really supposed to do after school. Like, for me, um, I grew up in the city, but I was going to school in the suburbs. So the only thing that was important to me was making connections with people and being popular and being on the sports. But after high school's over, that's it. A lot of guys peak in high school. They don't know what to do afterwards. Yeah, that's, that's a big problem, you know. Um, me personally, I try to I try to tell kids, you know, look, your friends now, in 10 years, it's going to be completely different. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I tell them, I'm like, look, I don't even talk to half the people I went to high school with. Like, if I see them at the supermarket, I'm like, and they come up to hey, like, hey, David, how's it going? Sometimes I have a blank look in my face like, who the hell are you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, who are you? You know? It's weird, even, though, because... I, I remember, yeah. It's weird so because in high to, school... Yeah, I'm trying to tell them that. I'm like, hey, it doesn't matter if you're the coolest person yeah. in the high school. In five years, you're, you want to be a successful young adult. You don't want to be that person that peaked in high school and now he's at the bar ripping down fucking beers every fucking night, you know? <laughs> it's not... It's just... It's just... It's not a good thing, you know? So I try to, I try to leave people... I mean, my kids in the right directions, at least... Before we move on from that topic, I just, you know, my little sister, I tried to explain that exact thing to her. She just dropped out of high school because she thought the most important thing was hanging out with her friends. Her friends are more important than her family. And, you know, you know, going out at night and partying is going to last forever. That is not the case. And even if you're on a sports team, it's so hard to make it. But I think it's even more important to if you find somebody on the wrestling team that actually does have talent. Or even somebody that, you know, is breaking out of their shell. Somebody that doesn't usually do sports or, or talk to people and you see a talent with them to actually, you know, motivate them. I think that's so important in high school to actually make the path for your future. I think it all really depends on what you're learning in high school. And it doesn't have to be in the classroom. It's usually what you learn outside the classroom that you reflect on the most. Yeah, I agree 110% with what you're saying, you know. The, the fortunate thing for me is the way that I coach my kids is, like, every single kid on my team, if you look at them, they are they are stuck in not only on the wrestling map but in, in life. I don't have one kid that that is that doesn't succeed on the mat and doesn't succeed in the classroom. And that's what you want, you know what I mean? And that, that's not – that doesn't – contribute how good of a coach I am but that contributes to their parents too how good of parents they have you know and it was the same thing when I coached in the inner city I coached a bunch of you know kids in Hoyoke which is a city you know lower in city but I had the same results so you know it, that the f formula that I, I uh, use works in all aspects of life it's definitely important to have a good role model in high school because a lot of my role models died after Derek Jeter. I mean, there's a lot of these kids that look up to rappers nowadays that, you know, influence drugs, influence, you know, the, the wrong reasons to live. But let's move past that. It's Tuesday night right now. 
Dana Waits, who's my contender series, just went down. And I'm looking at your Instagram, man. You actually went out there with uh, my boy Slippery Pete. You went to go yep, see Richard. Yep. Is that what you were doing? Yeah. So Richie Santiago is one of my teammates out on Triforce. And I actually had vacation time. I had a week vacation. And it was funny. So I was like, I was like, dude, when are you, when are you fighting? We're, we're at Lausanne's training because I go and train there every Saturday morning, you know. And um, we're just talking, and he's like, yeah, I'm fighting I'm fighting July 23rd. I'm like, hold it, you're fighting July 20th, I mean, June 23rd? I'm like, dude, I think I have that week off. Do you, do you need any help or anything? He's like, yeah, dude, if you want to come out, man, that's freaking awesome. So I ended up coming out there, you know, uh, training at the PI. Um, it, was, it was a blast, you know. I got I trained with – I trained with – I, it opened, like, honestly, that trip opened, like, not only my eyes, but Coach Pete's eyes. How, how, what level I'm at. Like, it was just, like, insane. Like, you're seeing, like, you know, like, Cody Stevens and, like, like Tim Elliott. It's, like, you're, I'm going with these guys, and it's, like, it's, like, not even, like, a competition. It's, like, I'm just, like, my wrestling's, like, they're, like, complimenting my wrestling you know the complimenting me on my jiu-jitsu my striking how I strike the takedowns the jiu-jitsu and just mix everything up you know richie i thought richie richie looked freaking good too in his fight you know what i mean that's so yeah. interesting that you say that because i heard that same exact quote a couple years ago when i interviewed another guy here on the east coast jimmy rivera who's at the top of the bantamweight division inside the ufc just losing to marlin but you know, he said the same thing when he went to go train at Team Alpha Male alongside TJ Dillashaw. He was like, when I showed up there, I, I set this bar. I put them on a pedestal. But when I was there actually training with them, I was like, wow, I can actually stand and bang with these guys. I'm at yeah. this level, if not higher. Well, well it's, it's funny. Like, it was, it was, I, I, I was obviously doing, you know, really good. And Mike Fulvera had to pull me aside and be like, Leon. You can't go to fucking people's places and piss in their cornflakes. I'm like, I'm like, Mike, I'm just training, man. I'm just, I'm just going and trying my best. He's like, I know, but you can't piss in other people's cornflakes. I'm like, like, okay, I guess. But Pete was like, Pete, Pete Jeffrey was, was just like, yo, keep on doing what you're doing. You're looking fucking great, you know. Everything that he's been teaching me and we've been working on, I was using, and. It was it was literally like they had no answer for stuff that Pete Pete's been teaching all of us. You know, it's just he's like Coach Pete's another level of jujitsu. It's fucking crazy. Like just a whole nother level. I was stuff I've never seen and I, I would never think of that the way he shows it and teaches it, just I've caught on so fast. It's just it's amazing, you know. Now, before we move on from this, uh, from, from this conversation here, what was the uh, Performance Institute like? What was it like actually at the new place where uh, the Dana White Tuesday Night Contender Series is at? What was the it? Apex, Paint the picture the for Apex everybody. Center. The yeah. Apex Center is nice. Uh, it, it's, it's only friends and family, so it's kind of cool, but it's kind of a weird vibe. Like, it's a, like if someone's going to fight on that show, you got to do something because it's not like a regular show. It's a weird vibe. Like, the vibe is just weird. Like, it's very quiet. You can hear the coaches talking. You can hear everything. You know, the, the performance institute's real nice. You know, I saw Halle Berry there. Oh, no way. Cool. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Back up. Yep. Paint that picture. Walk us through that. What do you mean you met Halle Berry there? Whoa. 
Uh, you can actually, if you ever interview Michael Pol- Polver, why don't you ask him about it? Because, you okay. know, he, he had me dropping a few F-bombs. Oh. And, yeah. of course, as I'm dropping F-bombs and opening the door, you it's know, Holly Berry's right there getting filmed. So that was my one experience with Halle Berry, dropping F-bombs in front of her. Man, to Michael that, that that's so perfect. Let's talk about Mikey P because he, he's such a great guy. Every time I've gone to uh, one, one of his events, he's been nothing but professional, treating media uh, like VIP. I, 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 honestly, one of my favorite people I've ever got to talk with or work with, really. So what, what's your history been like with him? And uh, when, when's the so first time really you actually met him? I really didn't know Mike before this trip. Oh, wow, really? I really didn't know him. I was like, oh, I know who he was. I talked to him, hey, how's it going? How's everything? I'm Leon, you know. But we went out on a, on a trip, and it was actually, he's actually a really, you know, nice guy. You know, we he, I enjoyed my time with him. You know, I have no issues with him or anything. I, I, I generally, like, we had a good time. We were cracking. We grappled. You know, we are uh, cracking jokes on each other the entire trip. You know, just talking shit to each other nonstop. It was literally kind of like a, like a, like a little short big brother and a and a and a taller jacked little brother relationship. We were just cracking jokes, having a good time the entire time. That guy works his ass off, though. I will tell him that. But also, he's going to laugh. But he knows I'm going to mention that his office card. Me and him shook hands that he was going to get me on the card. So. And I just keep on reminding him every day. He's like, I know, Leon, I know. Mike Fulbert, we shook hands. August, remember that. I did not forget. So, wait, uh, August, what? Hey, oh, really quick, let me mention this. For people that are listening on the podcast or uh, watching this on Periscope, YouTube, or Facebook, Michael Fulbert is actually the guy who's in charge of Cage Titans. Uh, and you train with Richie, and Richie does a show with Michael Pover. So that's how these two uh, intertwined. When is the show, and uh, are you definitely interested in fighting on that card? Are you going to be looking for opponents? And when are you looking back to hear from Michael about that? So August 24th or something like that is the show. We shook hands. We shook hands. And he said, hey, I'm going to get you on the card. We shook hands. I was like, you're the man, Mike. Thank you so much. Because he knows I, I just wanna I just wanna compete. You know, that's all I wanna do. I don't care about I don't care about the Facebook drama. I don't care about any other drama or any, I just wanna compete. I've competed all my life in wrestling. You know, I, 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 I like to compete. I do jujitsu tournaments. I do as many many competitions I can. You know, I wanna I just wanna compete. That's it. And you know, he understands that. For me, it's not about the money. I have a full-time job, you know? It's because I, I enjoy doing this. I love doing this, you know? Now, obviously, with Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series going down right now, you have an amazing record, obviously, 11-3. and three. But usually on the Contender Series, they don't take guys with, you know, 15 fights. But would that be something that you are interested in? Or are you a guy that shouldn't follow that path and you, you want to make it a different way because really quick a lot of people that go into contender series they get the shot finally it doesn't work out and it might be you know twice as hard to make it back up to have another uh to be noticed once again by the top of the ufc well i'm lucky to have you know obviously the best manager and probably the northeast east coast you know um Tyson Chardier. so 
I basically just, whatever Tyson and my coaches say, whatever Tyson, Pete, and Dave basically tell me to do, I do. Like, they want me to fight. If they want me to fight on contender series, all right, you got it, guys. Hey, we want you to fight on cage fight. You got it. We want you to fight on animal fight. You got it. Hey, Leon, hey, let's keep your weight down so when UFC on Boston comes, you know, hey, if someone falls out, we can hopefully slide you in after five or seven. You got it. Whatever. The thing about me is whatever, whatever my coaches tell me to do, I'm going to do. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like one of you, you know, I'm not a person where I do the exact opposite of what my coaches tell me to do. You know, I'm very, I feel like I'm very coachable and they, if they tell me something to do, I'm going to do it. When they want me to fight, I'm going to fight. You know, I don't, I don't need to worry about anything else other than training and getting better. That's the thing that's great. That is literally the thing that's great. That's why I love my coaches because I just have to, I literally have to just worry about training eating right, working my full-time job, and getting better. That's it. Now, one of my last questions to you here is, and I think this is a really important question that a lot of our listeners can relate to, is what do you do to keep your mind clear? Because no matter it is, you know, what you're doing, whether you're working a full-time job, 60 hours a week, or you come home and you got a family to take care of, or, you know, you got a sick mother or brother, it could be frustrating sometimes, and we can all get into a little rut. What do you do to keep your mind clear and keep you level? What, what do you do to practice that? Comic-Cons, my friend. Comic-Cons and comics. Comic-Cons and comics. Is that what you said? That's it. Yep. That is it. Is that so, so with you just saying that, I got to guess that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Batman, all that was a big influence growing up to mixed martial arts. Is that how you found your interest? Or Power Rangers, yeah. am I wrong? Yeah, but I'm more of a Marvel guy. So it's more like Spider-Man and X-Men. Because if you ask Nick Newell, man, he'll be like, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles till the end. So what were you like as a kid? Were you one of these kids that were, you know, super or super uh, energetic? Or were you kind of, you know, to yourself and uh, in your room wrestling with dolls? What were you like as a kid? I was by myself, but I wasn't wrestling with dolls and everything. I was, man. Maybe. I had those beat-up dolls. Remember the WWF beat-up dolls? Oh, yeah, the WWE, the old <laughs> Macho Man and yeah. all those guys, yeah. Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I still got them. Oh. I still got them. Yeah, no, I, I was just quiet. I just chilled. I just, I wrestled in high school, so I was busy. I was busy, you know, um, wrestling and, you know, just, just kept to myself, you know? Let me ask you this really quick for those kids that are listening that are in high school, because we do have kids that are, you know, 14, 13, 14, 15, and that tune into this podcast on iTunes. It could be really tough, man. When I was on the football team uh, and looking at the kids on the wrestling team, I was like, wow, we actually have it kind of easy. These kids on the wrestling team, they bust their ass. What do you say to that kid right now listening that may want to quit next year, take a year off? What do you say to him? I would not because you'll regret it for the rest of your life. I have I have former teammates that took time off and everything, and they tell me all the time how much they regret it. You don't come back. They stuck it through. Yeah, you, know? you don't come back from it. Yep, you only have one one high school career. You you make it the best career you can. Even if even if you're owing a hundred, owing owing a two hundred in your matches, as long as you keep on, you give hundred and ten percent. That's all that matters. That really, that's all that matters is 110% and you trying and continuously trying to get better and improving and 
having a good mind frame. You know, that's it. Who, who cares if you if you lose all your matches? As long as you give 100%, because giving 100% in that is going to help you through life. That's going to teach you good values and good, you know, how to work hard and everything. I got two more questions for you before we leave you. Uh, you went to University of Hawaii. What was that like, man? That was fun. You know, uh, we uh, I had a good time down there. I did a lot of surfing, bodyboarding, you know, laying on the beach. How big of a star fun. is BJ Penn down there? Is he really that big of a star down there? I actually didn't uh, even know what MMA was when I was down wow. there. Wow, wow. That's so crazy to hear, man, because right now, you know, we got Max Holloway going up against uh, our boy here on the East Coast, Frankie Edgar. Quick prediction. You got one? Uh, Frankie. The distance, or how do you think he's going to get it done? Distance. All right, my last question to you, and you know I got to bring it up, man. I warned you I got to bring it up. Uh, you know, everyone's really wondering, what happened this weekend? You had two canceled bouts coming up, and this past weekend... You know, uh, the, the promotion that you were fighting for, one of my favorite promotions here on the East Coast. They do a great job. One of my favorites, uh, to, even the promoter has been here in studio. So oh, Bill's the man. Bill what, is the man. He that, really I, is. I love I love fighting for him my league. You know, and it had nothing, honestly. Okay, so this is, this is the thing, all right? This is the thing. People got to, okay, so I had two opponents pull out. Bill, Bill searched, so my last opponent fell out on Sunday night. Bill found this guy on Monday um, for me to fight him. So I, I was going up up in weight. It was at 75, So which is no problem. So everything's good, you know what I mean? You know, Friday he comes in, we weigh in. He's a little over, you know, whatever. Saturday he comes and he he's hammered when he came to came to the venue. So he's coming in our locker room and everything drunk. Now here's the thing. Everyone I, I know that everyone's probably thinking right now, oh he's drunk, little unprofessional guy. What people only see that part. People don't see that this guy's four hours earlier, they pulled the plug on this guy's father. Wow. You know? Say that so, one more time. They pulled the plug on his father. His yeah, father his passed father away. Died. Wow. His father wow. died four hours before the before the event. Wow. That. So wow. so so as a as a human being, you you can't you can't sit here and shit on a person no. yeah. who just lost their father, but still showed up because he made a commitment. Yeah. You yeah. know, and he wanted to fight for his father. Wow. If, if I'll tell you right now, if my mother was to die. I fucking go and get bombed. You can't even wrap your head around that. That's you can't wow. wrap your head around it. So for people to be talking shit online, I haven't commented on any of this stuff. You know what I mean? People are laughing, you know, about it, thinking it's funny. That's the thing that I can't stand is people only see half the half the half the the sides of stuff. Okay? Everyone's like, oh man, that sucks for Leon. Blah blah blah. Okay, yeah, it sucked for me at the time. I was upset. It's momentary. You, it's not lifelong. Yeah, it's momentary. Yeah. You, it's upset. And then 30 minutes later, you find out what happened in his personal life, how he lost his father. You're like, damn. You know, everything just goes out the window. You don't care about the fight or anything. You don't care about 
You know what I mean? You don't care about anything else. You you feel you feel for this person. Yeah. You know you feel you're like you're like oh sh- dude that's horrible you know, but for my the thing I'm more upset about you know is you know first off first off I gotta say Bill took care of me. So so if anyone's like oh Bill didn't take Bill took care of me he paid me not only my show but my win purse. Wow. He didn't have to do that. You know, that was completely professional of him to do that. And that was awesome of him. You know what I mean? You know, you know, now getting back to Cintron, he loses his father. (laughs) Horrible. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't make any money, which is horrible, you know, but then you have all these people, you know, hagging him, talking shit about him. People, you know, taking a picture of him talking to a commissioner drunk. It's like, dude, like, like, bro, you, you, the, the kid just lost his father. You think he needs that right now? Like, like, it, it's like you got to be fucking compassionate at some point in your life. You can't, like, if you want to fucking sit there and just make fun of the kid, you know, and be like, oh, yeah, what a fucking loser, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Well, there's not anything wrong with him because he's doing, he's, he's grieving and he's dealing with the grief in his own way. There's something fucking wrong with you because you're, you're judging, you're being a judgmental fucking asshole. Now I'll be, I'll be, I'll be totally honest with you right now. I think it's so impressive of him to even go through a fight camp. I don't don't know the exact story if his father was sick or if it was sudden, but just to even show up on fight night. From what I heard when he took the fight on Monday, his father was in, was he was traveling from Boston, Boston, out here to train wow. back to Boston. This is a story that I got. So his father was hanging on all week. I'm I'm speechless right now. That that's a I, wow. That's a you story know, so, that a lot of people I feel uh, need to hear because the, the culture that we live in right now is so judgmental. They hear one thing. They side with it without yeah, hearing got, both sides. You got like people like fucking Steve Domenico making fucking memes about it. Oh, like, whoa, dude, whoa, whoa! It's like, bro, like, like, dude, like, try to do that shit, fucking up here. You know what I mean? Try, you, you guys do fucking all this online shit, and it's not cool. Leon, like, that shit's bully shit. You know? Leon, I've had an issue with Steve doing stuff like that. Me and him were actually supposed to fight, and I, I. I uh, listen, before Steve Domenico even started his career on podcasting, he came on Pure Evil MMA to learn how to do it. I taught that man how to do things. And then he started crossing the line, drinking on press row, acting like a jerk, talking down to fighters, uh, thinking who he is, thinking he's famous. And I had an issue with that. Now, obviously, I, I steer away from that. To hear that right now does not surprise me one bit like, at all. I don't have a... I don't have a problem with Steve at all. Well, I don't have a problem with anyone, but I just think that it's just, it's just, it's just wrong. Being a, being, being a human, being a human being with, and human beings are supposed to have some, some sort of compassion. There has to be a line where you have to be compassionate. You know what I mean? Yes. The kid was, the kid was only eight. Yes. He was drunk, but his father fucking died. Give it, give it at least four weeks before you start ripping on him. You know what I mean? Let the kid fucking, let the kid fucking grieve. 
And you if you do rip on them and you don't know the full story and then find out, delete everything. Delete, delete everything, everything and, and I'll apologize. Put out, fucking, put out a formal apology. Like, like, if it was me, if it, if it was me, and 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 I was and I was making posts and everything. Like, a lot of people have been on on social media. I would put out. I would. I would put out a public apology to. Oh my God! Hey, I just want to give my condolences. The you know the Centron family about their loss. I would do that 100. percent I would delete everything. But you know, first again, you would I'm, reach out to him. You, before yeah. you even do the apology, you reach out to him. Yeah, and be like, I did not know. Yeah, man, I am so sorry. You know, but you know, people, people like the people like the drama and everything. I, I, like I said, I got no problem with Steve. I just think it. I yeah. just think it was, you know, just just You're it was kind of hurtful towards. Yeah. yeah, it was hurtful towards that kid. You know, and he was the only one that that was saying stuff. You know, but he was the only one that I, I saw. You know, it was him and maybe I. A few others. I, I don't even know, but it was just like, it was just like, come on, man. You know what I mean? I, I was going to say something, but then I was like, you know what, man? I'm I'm just going to stay out of it because then, you know. I know like, where this goes. Yeah. Yeah, I know where this goes. I'm like, I'm I'm not going to sit here and get in a debate with a you know 55 year old man. Male you know? man. Yeah. You know, so it, to me, it's like it is what it is, and honestly, like if people think I'm upset about not being being able to fight Jesus Centron. I'm really not. I'm more upset that the Drew Frickett fight fell through. I'm more upset that the Jeff Anderson fight fell through. You know, I'm more upset those fights fell through than fucking Centron. At least, at least, you know, I'm not saying that these guys didn't get hurt or anything, but at least this guy showed up. You know, that shows that he's our true fighter. That shows a lot about him. That shows, that a, shows lot. a lot. A lot. Like that straight up shows a lot. You know what I mean? So, you know, it, it just, it's, it's, uh, it's, 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 you gotta, you gotta, you know, feel, feel like compassionate towards people in those situations, you know, it's unfortunate and everything, but, you know, kind of what a lot of them are doing them is like cyberbullying stuff, which is kind of screwed up, you know, if you think about it, like, it's like, they kind of cyberbullied them because, they're just making memes and like just making and these fun are of adults, guy. Leon. These are adults. Imagine the kids in high school. They get sorry. These are adults we're talking about right now. Yeah, you know, and for for them to think it's okay to do that stuff. And I hope I hope that now that they found out the real story, what happened, they do the you right know, thing. how his father. You know, at least like at least de delete the stuff and yeah. you know stop stop cracking jokes on them. You know what I mean? Because honestly, like. There's no reason why promotion should be battling with each other, you know, and 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 these guys should be against this promotion, and this promotion should be against that promotion, and these writers need to be against the other promotion because they're loyal to this. It's like just like it's crazy. We should all be it's working like, together. Yeah, we should all be real and working be together. Working together. And I actually I talked to JoJo for like 20 minutes last night, and. You know, when you say JoJo, you mean uh, Joe Giannetti. Joe, Joe Giannetti. Yes. I talked to him for like 20 minutes last night, and he, he's like, he 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 agreed with me, you know, and you know, because I'm a little bit older than him, I kind of I kind of told him, hey man, you know, you gotta just calm down a little bit, find out all the facts before you do anything, you know, just like just like this thing with, you know, Central. I, I guarantee you, you didn't know about his father. I had no idea until this moment right now. Exactly. So now. You got all the facts where you only had half the facts before. Oh, he came drunk to the ammo fights. 
okay, that's half the story. Now that you have the full story, how different is it? Uh, night and day, and this is why I do this. This is why I have people on the show to explain and get this story out because without you know interviews, without journalists, without uh, without this platform, a lot of people would be one-sided. You know that that's what I love about this, and I hope that yeah. what you just shared with everybody could change, will change. It, it, there's no way it's not gonna change once you hear the full story. But it's a lesson. It's a lesson, is what you're saying. Because a lot of the people right now, they hear one thing. For instance, John Jones. They hear, oh, John Jones slapped a, a stripper. Oh, well, he did this and that in the past, so he's guilty. No, no, whoa, whoa. Let's hear the full story first. Right? Exactly. You know what I mean? Let's hear the full story. I'm sure, I'm, you know, people, people like the, people like, people like drama. Yeah. That's, that's the, you know, people, especially people that have no fucking lives, they like the, they like to get drama going, so they have something to talk about and something to do. It raises like, clout. It raises attention more than more than positive stories, which is sad. Yeah, you know, and it's like it's like we should be, you know, there there's so many fake people in this MMA stuff. There's so many. I, I look at what I, happened shit, when look, look at what happened when Nick Newell lost. Nobody was talking about the guy who won. They were talking about Nick Newell losing. It's just messed up, man. That's that's. It's just sad the way that social media has. Tra and think about this generation coming up. Mm -hmm. They got a lot to learn. The th the thing about it too is like, they, if you win, they can't like like you just said like, instead of giving the kid props, they're they're focusing on something else. You know, give give people their props. You know, give people their day dues. You know what I mean? People are like. Ugh. I can't believe that Bill matched Cintron and Leon. Okay, how about, how about that he matched me with three other guys before beforehand, and those fights fell through? It was literally like one week, fucking one week, hey, you got a fight, sent me a bell agreement. Yo, dude, this fucking guy got hurt. Fucking literally three days later, hey, I found another guy, found Anderson. All right, let's go. Oh, there's something wrong with the stat scan. Like what the? You know what I mean? And then fucking last minute, I, I sold I sold over a hundred tickets. Like you think they're gonna do, they're gonna have me refund tickets? You know? Yeah. You think they're gonna like oh? And then this guy this guy took it. I had to bump up two fucking weight classes. You know? This guy took it. Thankfully, on on Monday, a last minute fight. It wasn't like I was preparing five weeks to fight this kid. You know what I mean? I would never do that. I'm not the kind of person. I like challenging myself. I would never fucking do that. But sometimes when fights fights fall, fall out, you have to get a last-minute opponent. It doesn't matter what they're fucking. I could, it could have been reversed. He could have been 8-0 last minute. You know? It's, it, it's, it's just crazy right now, and we really hope that you get this fight coming up for Cage Titans. Now, really quick, before we let you go, uh, our, our boy that you've trained with at Lausanne's, uh, why, why am I drawing a blank? Fabio? Uh, Fabio, yes, Fabio. He's got a fight coming up for Contender Series, right? In like yes. a week or two. Yes, I'm predicting. Second round TKO, Fabio. He's something else, man. I, I was there at his very first professional fight, and I've been following this kid through and through. And he is something. He, he, you got to keep your eyes on this kid, guys. Uh, la last but not least, what we like to do at this point in the interview, man, is... 
hand the imaginary microphone over to you. If you got any shout outs, any sponsors, uh, social media tags, anything at all, the floor is now all yours. Uh, you guys can follow me at Davis1504 on Instagram. You know, um, Leon Davis160 on Twitter. Um, I'd like to thank all my training partners at Triforce MMA, uh, Team Link, and Lausanne's MMA, my coaches, you know, um, Pete Jeffrey, Dave Keith, Greg Verbello. Hey, um, hey, what's going on with Greg? Is he coming back or what's going on with he's Greg? He's fighting on Friday. Oh, wow. Is he really? Yeah, he's fighting Kevin Haley for CES, for the CES title. Get out of here. Because last time I spoke with him, he said he, he, reti he was retiring. I got his uh, poster retiring. behind us right now. He's not retiring. <laughs> that is, is awesome he, to hear. I, I love Greg. He is, he literally is like, I am Greg's biggest fan. Like, that guy has done so much for me personally and professionally. Dude, that guy, Greg is like one of the... He's one of the has one of the biggest hearts. Like he was going to be in my corner this weekend. Wow! He drove out him, John Duma and Tyson drove out. Tyson lives in New Hampshire. Greg and John Duma live at the bottom of Rhode Island. They drove to West Springfield to be in my corner. It's like an hour and a half each ride. They drove there for for unfortunately what, what a happened? brotherhood that happened. That, that oh, that's a brotherhood dude. right there. I fucking love those guys down at Triforce. They are fucking awesome. Like, like we, like literally, we have guys that are purple belts that are fucking nasty that don't even fight MMA. Wow. And you, you'd be like, where the hell's this kid come from? He, they're, they're just so good. Like in the way that Co Coach Pete, you know, teaches is fucking amazing. And he's, he's really, he's really underrated coach. He's fucking awesome. You know, um. You know, same thing with Marco, same thing with, you know, Jay Franklin, same thing with freaking Tyson. Tyson's an awesome fucking coach, too. He's, he's always given, given advice. He, Tyson watches footage and will be like, and he'll literally give you stuff to work on for the next time you fight and what you should, hey, just be prepared. You did good on this, but let's improve. Let's improve on that where maybe a guy that, you know, as a good wrestler, can capitalize on that little bit of space that you're giving this guy. So let's cl close up that gap. You know, his his mind on how he approaches fights and he studies films is fucking crazy. Which you know? is important to have, which is why TJ linked up with Dwayne, because he's just like that. Mm -hmm. Got an eye for, you know, perfection, perfecting your craft. That's important. Exactly. You know, so it's it's... It's, uh, I'm very fortunate and I'm very happy where I'm at right now, you know. Any sponsors? Very, very happy. You, you got any sponsors? No, I don't really do sponsorship things. Hey, do you do I CBD? Just, do you, have you tried CBD for recovery? Uh, no, I don't. We actually can't do CBD. Okay, that, that makes sense. Have you heard any good things about CBD or negative things? And if yeah, so, I, I actually, I heard a lot of good things about CBD. Like what? You know, um... Uh, just a recovery, um, getting you sleep, you know, just uh, relaxes you, gets your mind focused on everything. So it's good. Would you would you definitely recommend that to somebody uh, to use as recovery? Instead, you know, these doctors out there, they're so quick to give it opiates, but yet mm -hmm. you can, you, there's, there's so many safer alternatives that uh, are, are finally getting approved. Can I plead the fifth on that question? Uh, yeah, of course, of course. 100%. 100%. <laughs> 
But last but not least, man, social media, Twitter, Facebook, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Facebook. I'm on Facebook at Leon Davis. Um, it's a picture of Captain America, of course. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Davis1504 is my Instagram. Uh, Leon Davis160, uh, Twitter. You know, again, thank you to all my coaches, teammates. You know, I want to be successful as successful as I have been if that wasn't for, you know, everyone that's in my corner. Leon, I want to thank you so much for joining us finally here on Pure Evil on May. And I'll definitely make it out to your next fight. So make sure you let us know. I'll retweet it. I'll share it. And I'll definitely be there. God bless and have a safe night. And thank you for everything that you do. Thank you very much. Have God a great bless. night. There you guys go, Leon Davis. How about that? What a lesson in that story. Makes Before you cast judgment, make sure you hear both sides of the story. When one of your friends says something about this one or that one, don't say, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, I know. Oh, I can Swallow it, digest it, and ask for the full story. I feel like a lot of people, in, especially in this MMA scene, are so quick to cast stones. And I feel like that's something that all of us need to improve on. I'm guilty of it. You're guilty of it. And, you know, I'd say maybe not you that are listening right now, but I'd say at least 90% of people out there, and you got to agree with that, guys, are guilty of casting uh, opinion on situations without getting the full story, without coming full circle. And right now, tonight, is a great example of that. For his opponent to even show up. Yeah, the story that we heard was his opponent showed up drunk and couldn't fight. Little did we know. His opponent had to pull the plug on his father. Now, for somebody like Leon Davis, yeah, this sucks to not fight tonight. But it's not permanent. His opponent's weekend is a weekend that he's never going to forget it's a permanent permanent emotion a permanent reality losing your father between losing your father and not fighting there's a big difference there and i was not surprised when he said steven domenico throughout all these memes bashing this kid imagine imagine losing your father and thinking you know you have all the, you have good intent you have the best intentions i feel like that happens to me a lot like i have good intentions for a lot of things and then this will happen and then it makes me look bad oh i came into this with good intent. i came here to help i came here to help you and improve this and that but yeah i'm bad for going out of my way and I feel like that's the exact situation here. This guy took a fight on short notice. That night, finds out that he's gonna have to pull the plug in his father. Instead of calling up, which a lot of people will do, I'd say 99% of people would do, if I was standing at my father's bedside and I had a fight coming up or an interview to do, I'd immediately text the fighter and say, man, I can't make it. Even calling to work. I can't make it to work tonight. This fighter didn't even let anybody know. Drove out to the fight. 
he was ready to go. Yeah, he might have been under the influence. Understandably. Which is why you need to get the full story before you make these disgusting, insulting memes. With that being said, guys, I'm Evil Eddie from Pure Evil MMA. PureEvilMMA.com where you can find all the latest MMA news, interviews, and podcasts. And also, guys, we got a lot of interviews up with Melvin Gillard, another guy who's trying to uh, turn his life around and be forgiven for a lot of things going on and, uh, that have been brought up on TMZ and whatnot. So check that out. Also, interview with Joe Janetti, which we talked about right here in this interview with Leon Davis. So you do not want to miss that. And Leon Kuntz. Kuntz. Not Kuntz. Leon Kuntz, who spoke about surviving drug addiction and how he was able to escape become a contestant and a contender and the number one MMA promotion on the planet within the UFC. Very inspiring. Very inspiring month here in 2019 for January. Dude, in January, I've been inspiring interviews and uh, something that's going to stick with me for a long time. That's why I love doing this and I hope that you guys have been, been enjoying all of these interviews that we've been dropping lately because they are not just interviews, they're lessons. And it's not just talking to fighters, it's more like talking and hearing from your friends and being inspired and motivated. And man, I wake up, I say this all the time, I wake up every morning excited and motivated about who I'm gonna talk to, what I'm gonna learn, what am I gonna find out about this story? And I'm thinking, I'm thinking this is gonna happen, but then I find out, wow, tonight's a great example of it. So I want to thank Leon Davis for joining us. Subscribe down below here on YouTube, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, Podomatic, uh, wherever you're tuning in right now, Periscope, Facebook. Give us a thumbs up. Guys, last but not least, I'm Evil Eddie from Pure Evil MMA. Without evil, there's no period. Wait, no, this to the end. Leave us all.